0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? That very rock that can order your steps to make your life genuinely a blessing and useful tool for the Lord Jesus Christ. Good to have you in the podcast today and we're going to take a, it's kind of a little bit of a whiplash today. Uh, We, in the last podcast, I had the opportunity to introduce to you a model mother in the life of, of Hannah, a godly woman whom the Lord used in such a remarkable way to bring about his servant Samuel. And I'm sure she raised other godly children as well because she had three sons and two daughters after Samuel was born. So God inordinately blessed her in a great way. But, In the same context, in chapters 1, 2, and 3 of 1 Samuel, you have really the flip side of the coin, because basically you have a uh, a preacher whose sons went to hell. That's quite a title. I read that from another fellow that he was commenting on this in his commentary, and he said, this is the preacher whose sons went to hell. Of course, we're introduced to Eli, the priest who had two sons. Hophni and Phineas, and we read about what went on in their circumstances. What a direct contrast between Samuel and Hophni and Phineas. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's a terrible thing for anybody to die and go to hell. Worse yet, it's to go to die and go to hell from uh, a church pew uh, or from a parsonage even. Eli, the priest, has been introduced to us here uh, in the beginning of First Samuel. He had two sons. Verse twelve of chapter uh, two. Uh, yes, chapter two. Uh, I have been marking in my Bible certain things here because people have had questions about uh, how is it that Hophni and Phinehas became what they were when Eli was supposed to be the high priest and was supposed to be the leading servant of the Lord. Uh, And by the way, there's no guarantees when you're raising your children that they're going to turn out to be right. However, there are some things that we ought to know that we ought to be doing right in order to make the ground as fertile as possible for our children to come to know Christ as Savior. Well, Eli is in a situation where he's raising his children. uh, And in verse 12 of chapter 2, Uh, his sons were called the sons of Belial. That's quite a name, isn't it? And it even has an additional note in verse 12 that says, they knew not the Lord. And so you're introduced to the sons of Eli in chapter one and verse three. Uh, These, these uh, priests' sons were guilty, according to the word of God, of many gross sins. I wrote down here on my pad of paper, as I went down to discover a little bit about them, some of the characteristics of these these two fellows. They, besides being uh, worthless sons of Satan... They were thieves verse 13 and 14 of chapter 2 tells us that they were literally in the house of God stealing the things that belonged to God they violated spe- specific laws of God uh, according to their ministry and service in verse 15 that they were uh, they were robbing from God the things that were supposed to belong to him they were they were brutal They were sacrilegious in verse 16. uh, They mistreated the worshipers that came to the temple. They had such an irreverent spirit that they they drew people away from God in verse 17. And to top things all off, they were adulterers. They used their office and the house of God for their wickedness. Now, we know how terrible they are because we read it in Scripture. We know that even kids grow up that grow up in church uh, can be uh, uh, vile individuals. What's the problem? How did they get this way? Um, we don't have to wonder very long, because if you continue reading in your Bible, God reveals to young Samuel in a vision of the night in his presence, that he's going to judge Eli and his household, because Eli literally knew of his son's wrongdoing, and chapter 3, verse 13 says, he restrained them not. Now, that's a significant statement. Uh, God points out, literally, in the pages of scripture, Eli's sin. He He was way too lenient on his sons he failed to deal with the gross immorality and the violation of their office he failed really to understand that discipline is deeply a spiritual issue uh and that is a good advice and um uh uh, principles for all of us as parents but particularly you dads to make sure and understand you know it's commanded by God to to create that discipline in their lives by keeping them towing the right line John R. Ice wrote it's better to be unborn than uncontrolled there's a lot of truth to that uh, Clovis Chapel, a great Methodist preacher, wrote, "Eli was guilty of not loving enough to seem at times unloving." Robert Hall wrote, um, "Indulgent parents are cruel to themselves and their posterity." Boy, is that the truth? And I can't stress this enough to you, my listeners, this morning, that if you make excuses for your children. If you let them off and not hold them accountable, if you are you are even perhaps in your own life modeling rebelliousness or modeling some kind of, of a stiff-necked, uh, hardness of heart against the things of God and against. Um, those that sin against him, you are you are creating a pattern and a template for your children and your sons to follow. And you can be sure your sons will be reprobates because when they see you say one thing at church when you're sitting in the gate of the temple, as Eli did, they see you going through certain motions of worship, but yet in other times in their vileness, you're either going along, you're permitting it, or you're not putting a stop to it. That becomes a problem as an indulgent parent. You're turning your boys into monsters. I want to encourage you to create a habit of obedience in the life of your children. How are your children doing right now? If you've got little ones at home, uh you say well they're not as bad as some other people's children uh they're not adulterers yet they're not dope heads uh they they're not in jail right now well <laughs> there's more to life than just staying out of jail even living a good life uh the bible tells us in romans chapter 12 that we re- literally are to present ourselves to god for his use and his glory mom dad dad especially this is your responsibility. Are you hearing me out there? Are you listening to me right now? You will create such heartache and headache for you when number one, you don't pursue the Lord consistently. And number two, when you don't command your children from a very, very young age, from the very beginning to make sure that they live a disciplined, obedient life as well. Well, the situation with Eli knowing about the sin of his sons, and he literally did nothing about it. Um, The curtain draws to a close on this very sad, dysfunctional, broken family story. Uh, with Eli and all of his sorrows. The story goes on in 1 Samuel to document how Israel was at war. And then they were defeated in battle against the Philistines. And the ark is then, they retrieve it. And Eli's all worried about the ark for one reason or another. But Eli's two sons die. And then when Eli is told about the ark, he dies as well. And a baby is born to one of Eli's sons. Um, a daughter-in-law, uh, and the baby's name was Ichabod, meaning the glory has departed. What a sad commentary, and end to the life of Eli. How are you doing with the training your family today? Are you restraining your children? Are you restraining your boys? Are they taught good discipline? Do they mind you, or do you issue empty threats? I promise you right now, If you don't learn to make them mine now, they're going to cause you terrible, terrible scars and heartaches when they get down the road. And it might not be as far as you think. Let's not be like Eli. Let's make sure and invest in the lives of our children in a way that's going to teach them. Obedience to the Lord is the very best thing. I leave you with a quote from Susanna Wesley. Susanna Wesley, of course, was the mother of John and Charles Wesley. Susanna Wesley had 19 children. And she said this, and I tend to put credibility in that. She said, quote, First conquer their will, because self-will is the root of all sin, Unquote. That's Susanna Wesley. She knew what she was talking about. God bless you today. Train up your child. Way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. God bless you.